Welcome to the Kingdom Living Podcast. This is a Christian-based podcast where we try to touch base on different topics that come with living intentionally in the Kingdom of God. Uh, welcome, everybody. So this is officially our second first episode, yes. <laughs> but it's the first one. So uh, today we're just gonna the the whole topic is on loving God and. I'm happy that we're starting with this. I'm happy that we put this because how else to make disciples than to show people mm. <laughs> on how to love God and in in a in a personal way, in a way that we know, and uh, and in a way that they can also relate to in a way. So um, our first question today is: What does loving God mean? Who wants to start? Frank. <laughs> Should we play charades here? Ladies first, so. What? No, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we're just gonna go back and forth, but we'll answer this question. So yes. the question is, what does love? You know what? Let's put it this way. How do you personally? No, but that's the second question. So first we come from a general perspective to a specific perspective. So this one is just, what does loving God mean? I think for every person. And then mm. how do you love like God? Like individually. Yes, like individually. And I'm guessing maybe you could start individually also to just help you gain, because it's easy to talk about it from what you do and then to generalize it. I'm thinking that way. Mm. Okay. Yeah. What does loving God mean to you, Frank? <laughs> Uh, I think the, the notion of loving God might be different from the um, from a perspective of a loving a person. Probably God has his own love language the same way yeah. everyone else has their own love languages. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you try to love God the same way you love other people, I bring a sort of confusion. If okay. You love, if you love God, you love Jesus. You don't buy him ice cream. We don't. Hey, maybe <laughs> God loves ice cream. Maybe. <laughs> hey. Yeah. So uh, I think in a perspective that uh, everyone has their the things that whenever you do to them, they translate it as a love. Yeah. The yeah. same way to God, there are some things that whenever we do them to God, that's love. Yeah. And then uh, I think it is uh, it has been shown in the Bible. Jesus said several times that those who love me will do my word. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. loving God is actually doing what He is asking you to do. To do. And that's uh, according that's, to the Bible. Just, so whatever God asks you to do, and then how much you love Him is how quick you respond to what He is telling you to do. Mm. And yeah, that's that shows us. You remember, you remember the story of Saul. Yeah. He did something that he thought God would yes, love. Yes. Oh my word. And yes. It was not God's love language. It he wasn't. The point, he so. missed the point. Yeah. Just for, to 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 catch up for those that <laughs> yes. don't know the story of Saul. Please just give us like a little. <laughs> Saul so was chosen by God to be a king of Israel. Yeah. Uh, people, when people demanded that they want king like any other nation. Yeah. So he was appointed to be king of Israel. And then at some point there was a 
nation called Amalakai, mm. and God gave him an order to wipe the whole, the whole nation away. And then when Saul went there, he did not do exactly what God told him, though yes. he did part of it. And he spared some uh, fat lambs and other things, beautiful things. And his reasoning was, I have spared these things so that I can give sacrifice, sacrifice to, to God. God. Because I know God loves sacrifice. Yes, absolutely. But to God, obeying him or do what he tells you to do is more important than what you think in life or the sacrifice. So this, this reminds me, one of our friends just shared this a, a similar thing on, on her Twitter and she said, you know, God's obedience, God treasures obedience rather than sacrifices. Yes, yeah. that's actually the Bible verse. It is, yeah, it, it, is. Yeah. it is. Yeah. So that when, uh, I think Samuel, yeah, it was yeah. Samuel. The whole story Samuel. of Saul yeah. is actually from, I was just looking it up, it was from First Samuel 13. Yes. Yeah, so. So yeah. Samuel yeah. mentioned that. The entire story oh. of Saul's disobedience. is better than sacrifice. Yeah. Therefore, obeying God. It's a pure love language from God. It is. <laughs> than giving him your money or giving him anything that you think he needs to get from you. So I think uh, whenever we speak about loving God in a yeah. personal level, yeah, it's a reminder on what extent can we obey God to things that he asks us to do. And That's a tall order. Uh, yes, and that differs from one person to another. Yeah because of level of obedience. Mm. Naturally, we are rebels. <laughs> Tell me about it. We tend to improve here and there. Yeah, but... It makes a mistake, but there are whoever loves God... Truly obeys Him. Truly obeys Him and do what God asks Him to do. You know what? Let's put a pin on that first and just... Um, let me just lightly introduce things that are, you know, easier to speak about because obedience is crazy huge. So, um, you know how people, not people, but it's sort of like um, sage speculated, not, okay, it's facts that in the Bible there are four type, different kinds of love and there is your, it's either eros or it's either agape or it's philia. Funny enough. Yeah. Y yes. There are five. There are five. I don't remember what the fifth one was or what he said because I promise you, Frank, that was a lecture. He sent me, he's like, this is my favorite sermon. I was like, oh, a sermon. It was a, it was like history class. Okay, wait, is this, Frank like, did this? Yes. Of, of, of was, course it's it Frank. Was, Why did I ask? And I watch sermons in the morning. So imagine me preparing away. I'm like, wait a minute. Am I supposed to have a notebook? What? <laughs> what? Okay, you know what? Let's go back. Easy, please. Easy. Oh my God, what is this? I was like, okay. <sighs> this is not, I'm trying to keep it. Because it is, it is, he does reference the Bible and yeah. things like that. But if he was a professor. He's a doctor. He, he was a doctor. He had a PhD. In he did? He passed away in, uh, I think, in a pen crash. Oh. oh. Dr. Miles Monroe. Oh, yeah, the guy. Yes. Okay. Miles okay. Monroe. Okay, okay, for, yeah, because okay, it, it, yeah. Now I feel bad. Okay. But, like... <laughs> Can you give us a little breakdown? Like yes, that. absolutely. He really, he really went deep into the topic, though, like, he introduced the four love language. No, sorry, love whatever. And yeah. And he, he told the history in terms of different languages that English, we literally use love to refer to everything. Yeah. And then, but in, was it Greek? Greek. Greek. Yeah. It's more like distinct. Absolutely. The, from the Greek is where we get the four yeah, different, different types of, of love. Yeah. Definition of love. Yeah. 
It's very, if you can oh, stomach wow. it. Oh, okay. We'll just, I think we'll refer to it. We'll put a link. You know, we'll put I'll a link when this you. episode comes out. Yes. We'll definitely put a link. But yeah, so just a short. About love? Yeah. Uh, so English has uh, very few words. Yeah, it does. Uh, compared to the original. I mean, uh, the ones that are already there, it's yes. crazy. But So uh, if you go to the original meaning of love, yeah. love can be... In English, it's all called love, mm. but it's different. A love of a friend, yeah. a love of a father to a daughter, yeah. a love of uh, someone, romantic love mm-hmm. or erotic love is mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. And it's different from agape kind yes, of love. Yes, yes. So it's all different. The way you love Lim is not the same you love your mother, it's not yeah. the same you love your boyfriend, it's yeah. not the same way you just truly love someone out of... They say just being a Christian and we're told to just love other yes. people, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same way love that you love your daughter. It's yeah. different. So actually the same one talks about all that, those kind of love. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, it points out that God, the love that God loved us, yeah. it's purely agape love. Yes. Agape love is the love that you're willing to sacrifice yourself mm. without expecting anything in, in return. return. Yeah. Person. So God loved us because he just loved us. Yeah. If you if you have reason why God loved us, yeah. that put it as a condition love. Mm, if of you course. have reason to love something, of that's course. a condition love. But God loved us unconditionally and he decided to die for us when yeah. he was not sure if you're going to accept him or not. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So you're going to feel oh my word, yes. loving someone, knowing you hope they will yeah. accept you back. Who you but are, even but if they're not going to accept you back, does not stop you from loving them. That is true. And that's agape love. That's true. <laughs> That's why the yeah. topic of love has been uh, misinterpreted mm. in a lot of uh, settings. Because someone would just say, I love you. Yes. And you but just sit there and wonder. Just, just one. A good way he put it, I don't remember his name. What's his name, Dr. Miles Monroe. Yes. He said, You tell your dog that you love him, and yeah. then you go and tell your wife yes. that you love her. Yeah. And then now. <laughs> Is your wife supposed to start thinking that you dog and her are the same? You love them the same way? Yes. Or something like that. It was very it was very insightful and I think a good thing I learned from that is how the English language truly diminishes the meaning yeah. of love. Yeah. We use it in every context. Like I yeah. love coffee. Yes. I Yes. <laughs> I, I love, love food. I love food. Let's come to a point where love is not the only criteria to get married. <laughs> you know what? Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Loudly, good. please. You know, uh, it's, just, it's just a dissert on the whole male. Yeah. The more important thing that you should be looking to. Yeah. But the current generation has been focusing on what's so called love. Mm-hmm. It is not actual love. It's just it's love, but erotic love. Yes. Just for a certain moment. The eros, just, uh, yeah. Sometimes does not last, just go away and you start questioning yourself if you really truly love this person. And 
<laughs> yeah, I think we should go back to Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, where we were. But yeah, thank you. So I just wanted us to speak a little bit on the different types of loves that are in the Bible because I felt that's something that, you know, is out there and, you know... Um, yeah. So whenever I come to the Bible about loving God, yeah. we love happy. God... Yeah, the Bible yes. says we love God because He loved us first. First, absolutely. That's, that's the most important thing that we should always remember. Yeah. That this is someone who was ready to die for you, sacrifice himself for you, mm. without being sure that you respond to that love. Yeah. So you knowing that someone has gone this far away to love me, yeah. you just respond to the You're love. You're sure. Yes. yes. You just say, okay, if someone would love me this much, this, much. this is what I want for my life. This, I just upset with this. I hear, yeah. We love God because he loved us first. first. The way we see how far he had to go, to get our attention. Yes. Just said, okay. It is to get our attention at this point. <laughs> so you do this language. Why? So you do this language. You see, someone is not interested in you, uh-huh. but you keep pursuing, pursuing. and All, all the time. Yes, you go even extra Way mile, beyond. And then someone take a pause and say, if this person could go this far just to get my attention, this is stuff. Just I'm going to love you back. Yeah, Whee! yeah. <laughs> we didn't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Please disagree loudly so we can hear you. I to disagree, but I was just giving an example. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. It was just an example. In- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Completely, completely. No, but if you think about it, <laughs> I don't even want to think about it because that is the biggest faith act that. Like any celestial being has ever done, like you know, Christ just deciding. Okay, I mean, of course, God sending His yeah, Son to course. to die for us. That's the biggest faith act in that way that He He was doing it completely not knowing or not without having all yeah without having yeah. I mean, He's God, so maybe He knew where we'd end up in a way. That but too. but there are choices that He's given us as human beings also to choose whether to love Him or not to love Him, and our directions is usually set. In in like consideration of so many things. Mm. So at the same time, I think that that was a a really huge faith act. It's true. Yeah. So, Lynn, we are back to you now. Uh, What does loving God mean? Oh, good. Okay. Um, Loving God. I think there are many ways you can show, um, besides obedience, of course. Yeah. There's prayer. Yes. Your prayer life and actually getting to know him. So that yeah. includes <laughs> reading the Bible. Yeah. And keeping that active, like knowing his word. Yeah. Right? Um, for me, I feel like worship plays a part as well. Okay, that's personally for you, yeah. right? Okay. Like worshiping him. I'm pretty sure there are verses in the Bible where he how worshipping um, exalts him, praising mm, him, mm, right? Mm. And so just remembering constantly to put him above everything else. Yeah, yeah, right? that's, that's obedience. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Suero kang <laughs> It does. <laughs> obedience and discipline, though. Okay. You can be obedient, but then not be consistent with it. Yeah. Like, I, no, I I'm agree. too tired tonight, and then you're too tired the next night, and then it's been a month. You're too tired. <laughs> you're too tired. So it's discipline, it's obedience. It's just getting to know him on a personal level, because going to church is one thing. Oh, God. listen. Going to church is not even part. Like, okay, this is just my own view, but no, I, community is important. Community is important. You can find community though, even when it's outside church. But what I'm trying to say is that maybe we can put it. But for me, it's what happened to your church, man? I, I know. I I, I, I she know. She was raving about it. No, but then I, I was just having a conversation with somebody with my therapist. Let me just put it out there, and I figured out. The times that I grew in faith, when you live alone, when I was young, of course, as a, as a, an adult, mm. I grew in an outside community rather than in the church. Maybe okay. that's like really bad to put out there, of course, and and this is not me saying church is completely, you know, uh, no, you have to go to church, you have to be able to be identified because the identity in a way in, in the Christian um, life is very important mm. because we do believe in the one is the head, the other, see, we are like hands and, and fingers and arms and things like that. But I'm just saying personally for me, my growth, my spiritual growth, I could understand more church now that I, I understood personally outside church. And then I went back, like I, I, I found Christ in a way personally. And then I was like, okay, I understand that now because of one, two, three. Yeah. So yeah, but please do go on. Church is important. Even meeting in the church, it was God's, uh, it was written in the book of Hebrews, I think. Yeah. That you should be gathered as Please. Absolutely. That's yeah. a Paul's letter. Yeah. So yeah. it is important to gather, but also um, church is very important because it has been referred as the body of Christ. Yeah. And it is easy to work together than to work separate. Absolutely. In, uh, accomplishing what God wants us to accomplish. Absolutely. Therefore, um, I think, as Lynn says, there can be millions of reasons why we shouldn't go to church mm. but okay. as much as yeah. we have a lot of reason why we should not go to church yeah going to church is still important because that's yeah. god's wisdom yeah I don't, I don't think there's any reason why we shouldn't go to church that's what i'm saying i, I think be reason they human can reason ah human reasons yeah yes. perhaps someone, human reasons you have fight with someone you have <laughs> argument with someone you have your ex at church and all those <laughs> Different reasons. He, he had to throw you have your right? ex at church. But I get it. That's actually life. That's it, it yes. happens. It happens. It, it happens. What, what I'm trying to say is that Or they change the pastor that you like and the one that came is just you is, know, Yeah, do, do not it's not giving. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely agree in attending church. You know, yeah. but but my I think my idea what why I wanted to stop you was the fact that I want people to realize what they need to get out of church. Because it's very, it's very important. You can go to church blindly. That's what I'm saying. That is true. Actually, and then, in the church, yeah. in the church, uh, you remember when Jacob gathered his children so that he can speak with them about their future? Yeah, that is when he he already uh, he was, Jacob. So yeah, he was about to die and everything else. Yeah. 
with Joseph included yes, right, by then. All okay. the children included. Yeah. I think that's the setting that has to be in the church. Yeah. There are some things that God will speak with us in January and there are things that, uh, God that will speak he will speak to us individually. There is a difference between when God is calling his children and decide to speak to them about yeah. their life. And they are different when God is meeting with you in your room. Yes. Those are different settings. Absolutely. It's a personal experience, but also the community experience. Mm. They are all as much as important in Christian growth, faith growth, and all that. I hear you. I and hear you. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's very important. We're back to you. We are, yes. I'm so sorry. I don't even remember my training. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were telling us about how to lo- how to love God, and for you, it was obedience, discipline. Then you're like, of course, attending church. Yeah, it's one thing, but building that relationship, like one on one with God, um, shows, or rather. It shows how much you love or want to love him or yes. to grow in that aspect, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. For me, personally, the yes, book thank of you. John... Ah, that's exactly what I wanted to say. I was like, when this episode comes out, I need people. To, I need to give a shout-out to El- Ellis for his favorite prophet, yes. that is John, because John has a really good depiction yes, of so how Jesus Christ embodies love, love and exactly how, how God... How we can love him as well. Absolutely. And it's so crazy for me whenever I realize that John wrote Revelation. You know, this... Did we actually conclude that it was that John? Yeah, we did. It was. Yes, it was John. It was. Oh. He, was he wrote it in the uh, island of Patmos. They didn't specify, guys. He did. As, that's exactly what I got. The, it was the same disciple that Jesus told, you're not going to die until you see me coming in glory. So people, oh during God. that time, people used to think that John is not going to die. But actually, John died last, but Jesus was promising he will see him before he died. And then the island of Patmon, he was waiting to die. That's oh when Jesus word. appeared to him. Oh, my word. And he started okay. showing him these amazing things. Oh, oh yeah. my okay, word. So then he, all right. Yeah. So, you know, so just because we grew up thinking Ufunuo wa Yohana is the most scariest Bible. Still is, sis. I don't know what, what you're talking about. Okay, okay what? I still is. I haven't got the courage <laughs> to, to actually read Makerubi yeah, and Seraphim, like, you know? If, 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 like, we're in church or, like, we're at Bible study and people yeah. are like, okay, a verse from Revelation, yeah. I can do a verse. I can do a few verses. We are actually doing but a whole... whole thing in whole, I read it, I think, once and I was a teenager and after that I was like, yeah, I'm good. Okay, we um, need to start reading I... Revelation now. I'm just putting it in my head because actually that's what we're going through now in church. We're like in a season of revelation before we get into Madileo, right? Yeah, so it's it's been interesting. You know, it's been it's been it's been just anyway, back to my point. What I was trying to say is just it was crazy for me to realize that the person who Jesus referred to as a friend, right? Or was it the yes, opposite way? The most beloved, most beloved, most beloved yeah. disciple. Mm. Yeah. That at the end of the day we are thinking of him as also the scariest one in terms of like what he wrote in, in Revelation. Well, it but was then, revealed to him. Right? Imagine him having to see all these things. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. And write them. Like, and then... Like, and then actually... Have to recall and... Oh and write man, them. I just... But that, but that also should sort of, like, show us, I'm just thinking to myself, how intimate their relationship was. With Jesus. Yeah, yeah. with Jesus. Sort of, like, how Jesus accepted him and, and who he is. And which is something I've just seen, because I'm currently reading First Samuel. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing between Jonathan and David. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were that really was close. fantastic. Yeah, I, I, they were I'm like not, brothers. I'm, yes, the, the they were soul was, brothers, to be very yeah. specific. It's written soul he brothers. He betrayed his father for his for, for David. He betrayed his throne. Yes. For David. Yes. That was just amazing brotherhood. It was a really good friendship. Yeah, so I, I, I wanted to mention that. I was like, the people that were relating Jesus, you know, life with David, kudos to you guys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is it, are you, you think you're, okay. So personally, for you, loving God means? Prayer, worship, um, reading your Bible. Yes. Church. Yeah. If you have a church, if you can find a church. Absolutely. Community is really important, not just like for your personal growth, but it also helps you be able to speak about things yeah. you know, or ask yeah. questions also because absolutely we are all in different seasons and different lev- levels is levels the word yeah of our spiritual growth yes so someone might know more than you do or mm. Um, or somebody might be answer your question. Yes, that's exactly you know, what I yeah. That's exactly or what I help you while you're struggling with growing with God. Maybe you are someone who has come from a different faith or mm. someone who has just begun and is still mm. struggling with things of life because that is there. Yeah, all the time. You know? All the and time. So yeah, community is just I it doesn't have to be a church. Find yeah. a group. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, but I think if they should take from us that church is important. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. If, if if somebody's taking notes, <laughs> church is important. <laughs> but yeah, so I think for me, right? Um, yeah, loving loving God for me was um, before I go to my to the general question. Uh, I I grew up around like a church, yes, community. But then as an adulthood, I felt so many things. As as you said, as Frank said, very you know um at the at the i mean earlier on you mentioned the fact that there are human reasons as to why um they can cause us not to go to church in a way and for me that included the kind of dressing i had and um also the kind of um how did you use (laughs) (laughs) story for another time but i'm just saying it, it was it was tough in that sense of view because I started being exposed to certain communities and certain environments and then when I went back to my my setting, my familiar setting now I didn't fit in, in a way and so um, <laughs> I know that's really crazy but um, I, I, I found my way back, in a way, right? I found my way back but what I, what I want to say in terms of like what defines loving God for me is that I figured out that even though I grew up in church and around church I knew of God but I I didn't know I was tippy-toeing around the idea of what Christianity meant for somebody individually like you know when we were talking about community mm-hmm. I could do community perfect I'm the type of person that you'd say say a prayer I would tell you I would say a prayer lead a worship song I would lead a worship song I was a religious leader for six years in my high school so this is like the whole of my high school I could do public worship prayer really really well but I, I, I got to a point I'm thinking to myself what what is my personal relationship with God and what what how do I define that in a way and so I was like if this trims down to truly knowing and loving God I need to figure that out by my own self so my journey for me started with just like as you said reading the Bible and I was super intentional about it consistent about it but then 
again, I agree with you guys in terms of like community, but my community and, and where I found it is, for example, you know, what we do now in terms of modern Christianity conversations and just sitting down with the people that I do normal life with and, and discussing about what it means to, to be a Christian in this life. So that for me was my definition of loving God personally and being intentional. If I can be intentional about my values and my human values, I can be intentional about, oh, I want to, you know, um, get a PhD or take my master's at a certain time. Why can't I be intentional about the person that, as you put it very clearly, sacrificed his own son, not even knowing if I would choose loving him. So, yeah, that's for me. I, uh, adding to what you just said, yeah. I think uh, growing up in uh, Christian families, it's like um, we never had to pause and say, okay, What's my personal We didn't. Yeah. We at that all. Is so true. Like yes, you are reminded so, of yeah. it. It's been insinuated around yes. the community. But yes. for you to personally take time on your own. Yeah. So actually, our parents, uh, since they most of them they had encounter with God. Yes. God changed their life. Changed their life. Oh my word. And that experience turned to a culture. They yes. They put it that. within their community. So most of us who are born finding our parents praying mm. the word, and they are forcing us to go into that uh, routine mm. without us taking a pause and ask ourselves like, why, why am, I, am I doing this who is Jesus to me For without you it's my just... mother <laughs> <laughs> you've asked my question you've asked my question yeah. you know you've asked it yeah. and this is the reason why for me the story of the prodigal son the first son is my favorite story in the world yeah. favorite story because whenever I think about it I'm like that son didn't know what knowing his father is, didn't know what being the firstborn is. Yeah. So it was scary at some point to be able to tell people, to, to be okay with praying, with worship, with you know knowing some stories of the Bible very well, imagine, but not knowing God, you personally. That's why people who are raised in a seminar, they yeah. end up hating God. Yeah. Why? Because they think that routine and all that... Then they know God. God. Yes. They think that routine and schedules and everything, it was God. And then they hated it. <laughs> and then they combine their hate with God and their, those and routines. They just, they just, I'm done. I'm done. You. Yes. But if these people could be led, like, just take a step back and have your personal relationship with God, their life would never be the same. And they will Absolutely. not stop attaching that culture and tradition of religious practice. Yes. Thinking that is, is God. The, yes. And yeah. oh my God, this is all I wanted to say. Thank you so much. I mean, <laughs> this is all I wanted to say. And, 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 and relating to God very specifically, I just wanted to also say uh, uh, one of our friends that we do this session with, Abby, that is not here, he was telling me why, you know, and the reasons as to why um, he came back to, Christ, to just Christianity as the thing that for him was familiar, right? He was like, the one thing that got him back was the fact that he was able to be, to, he was able to understand when he was told, listen, out of everything that we do, God loves you. Yes. That's it. He was like, when I realized that ah, this is like personal, like God loves me, you know, no matter what you do, all the other things are like, they can keep coming and going, like it doesn't matter, but like God only loves you. Mm. That's all that it is about Christianity. And, and that's what Lynn says, that yeah. relationship with God should be personal. It's yes. an individual experience with God. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so 
kids who are born into Christian families, most of them, they <laughs> like don't me. have that. Yeah. And that's why Ooh. most of them, they grew up hating that yeah. because they were forced to do that. Yes. And they took it as a religious practice, yeah. which they can't relate. Yeah. You, know, never, you know, some of these uh, religious practice, mm-hmm. they're just cultural, traditional practice, yeah. of which they have nothing to do with Christianity. Absolutely, absolutely. For example, as you have said, <laughs> wearing long dresses, wearing in a certain way. Okay. People have related to what that is. You know people can challenge you about that, because there, there are verses in the Bible about dressing conservative. No, no, no. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying about that conservative dressing, it's mm-hmm. actually not, may not be actual biblical, it was more of cultural. So people Frank. think... I mean, okay, I, I, I agree with Frank from the point of view that <laughs> this is a Paul's letter and this was to yes. a specific tribe. Yes. Yes. So, in in Swahili, ni maono ya Holy Spirit, ambayo limpa Paulo. At that time and space. It was good for their culture in that time. Exactly. Yeah, so that's why I can agree with what he's saying. But I get what you are saying also because, I again, this is the Bible is sort of like our, you know... the verse I sent you when I was venting? I remember. That's the verse you said. Please look for it. To you too. Really? The part where Paul. Oh. So, so, so we have been confused in that context. Yeah. yeah. In relating tradition and cultural practice as God, we think that is God. That the- is in that. <laughs> If you are not within that context, you don't have, you don't know God. Okay, let me give you a little bit of meat, <laughs> of meat of what happened in my in my scenario, right? Yes, please. I, I studied engineering. Yes. And in my whole four years, you would sort of like get a picture of what type of dressing I would have when I was I was going to exactly right. And the church I was attending, which was in the University of Dar es Salaam, in the evening, I, I used to prefer going to the <laughs> evening masses. Yes, I did. <laughs> so um, I liked I liked to attend the evening masses in a way because weekends, most of the times, we are we are doing mambo ya vijana ya ujana, you know. And even if you go to church, you're going to church, which is like home church you know not like the school church something to myself the only time I can attend church that is in university is actually in the evenings so you can't t- tell me that I'm coming from a laboratory experiment or perhaps it's just a normal class but maybe it was it, it, this is like you know in an engineering college and then I have to go find either Tandio or Kanga or whatever it is really so as to I'm thinking to myself not even to be to church I'm thinking to myself what am I freaking wearing now and for me to get to church first so I go the first time, I go the second time, and of course I'm, I'm being called, you know, by the side, and I'm like, this is not what you're supposed to be wearing at church. You're not Christian enough. <laughs> I do not know. But me being me, I smiled, I looked at her, and I said, thank you so much for telling me, but I never went back to church for two years. Oh, for real? I, yeah. That's crazy, right? <laughs> From such a small encounter, it shouldn't have been that way. So it was, it was crazy for me. I feel like when it comes to dressing, yeah, and our culture in general, yeah, we can't say it's wrong, though, Lynn. We can't say what's wrong. I'm saying we can't say the fact that they come to people like me by then that are not dressing in a certain way that they were in the wrong. No, no, no. no. I wasn't going to 
you say that. Okay. But I'm okay. saying it's, 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 I mean, we have a dress code for government institutions. So. <laughs> yes. It, it's not surprising, right, that something like that. Like, and, and it is an institution, right? Uh, um, it is, 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 it is, an in, church is an institution, yes. right? Okay. So we give it to them that way. Yeah, but I also feel like key. But another thing that you have to understand is you have to understand God works different in different people. The level that you are in now, not necessarily someone should be there today. So someone has. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. You, you, whatever the, the word of God has power to change someone in what you think they should be. Therefore, forcing your culture or your tradition into someone yeah. without allowing the word of God to do that mm, work. To do the work, yeah, it's on its own. Hard. It's very that You're going to true. lose people You're going instead to of lose helping people. them. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Give them time. Let the word of God work in them. And yeah. eventually no, no, they will start, they will start being convicted. Yes. Right? You know, it's, 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 they were born also, you have to consider that most of them were also born in different times. Yeah. So you can expect my mother, for example, to, I mean, she talks a lot, yes. but <laughs> Shout out to African mothers. <laughs> she is trying, but I yeah. feel like she's reached a point where she's given up. She's like, I know who she is as a person. Yes. She can dress however she wants to. Yes. But of course, that took her time. Yes. Right? Yeah. Enough, and her daughter, she can't disown me. But <laughs> but I'm saying, like, these people see you what, once a week, yeah. once every two weeks. They yeah. don't know who you are. Yeah. And for them, it's you walk in with something short and it's like, nah. Yeah. We, we are good. Yeah. You need to cover yourself up. Absolutely. You need to Full cover stop. yourself. Like, no. And that's and what I, I like you, yeah. should get, you should understand that from that level as well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's no way your mom. No, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. They were not wrong in that sense of things. Absolutely, yeah. to come to me and tell me what they believe to be true about their religion. About, you Sometimes know, their. I think because of that, yeah. God allowed, God allowed. Yeah. To have different churches so that people can fit <laughs> in those. <laughs> okay. There are churches that you will never. They do preach the word of God. Yeah. They do live a good life, yeah. but there are certain that you will never go because you'd feel judgmental and yeah. you'll never fit in. And yeah. God still wants you to the way you are. Absolutely. Yeah. So God created. Maybe He allowed us to have different churches so that He can fix His people in His own way, mm. without depending on these traditions, settings that we're used to. I I hear you. I hear you. Okay. I think we can move on to our last question now, uh, which is about what are some of the idols that uh, we can have in our current lives right now that um, in, in, in simple, simpler terms, we just mm. make small gods in a way. Maybe I'm trying to tiptoe around this question, but what do we idolize more? Like our generation? Yeah. What do you think in our generation that we idolize more and maybe... Our phones. <laughs> and it's not just our generations. I like to say that my parents have a problem. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to say it's maybe boomers too? Yeah, my dad. My dad. Oh. Like, and what's surprising me is when we were younger, it was like, why are you on your phone? But now it's like, dad, can you just take a second and look up and look at me? Oh, like, my God. Just for one second, please. Oh, my word. I feel like phones... Um, if, we have idolized them, yeah. hey? Bones, for sure. Oh, Never my word. I think this is going to sound crazy also, but I think in our generation, for me, we have idolized um, freedom 
in a way. I'm not so sure if I should put it that way or it's being able to do what we want to do. Like, uh-huh. there's a, there's a, there's an, uh, I'm not so sure, it's not even spirit, but there's just being millennials and being <laughs> Gen Zs and none being... None of us would have survived the Old Testament. But none of us would have survived the Old Testament. So we have this idea of that whatever we sort of like want, we yeah. sort of like want to have it with no repercussions. Power maybe? I don't know how to put it, but it's, it's, I think it's the whole idea of no, we uh, we live in a in a world now that we can dictate the things we want to do without having any repercussions, and we have sort of idolized the fact that everybody needs uh, you need to respect you know people in that journey in a way that you can't even like call them out because when you call them out now you're yes you're offending them. I don't know what to say to I don't have a word yet to to pinpoint in it and it's everybody i think okay maybe it's not everybody maybe it's us millennials very specific but i get what you're saying you you get it it's it's new now and it's it's scary (laughs) and i think that's one of the things that we have just idolized yes because when you tell people nowadays about repercussions everybody's looking at you like no everybody's is supposed to do the things that they want to do you know like Mm, yeah that's true. You know, just believe in the things that they want to believe. Choose the kind of scripture they want to believe is true and the kind of scripture they, you know, you can just dump down on. So I, that's like my one biggest that was just like, maybe mm, this is it's like one of a small God now that we have in our generation. But what do you think, Frank? What is yours? What is, a, is an idol? <laughs> You have a list? Uh, let me go to the Bible first. <laughs> yes, uh, please. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 2, mm. verse 26. Which is uh, KGV. Yeah, that's KGV. Do you want a, a simpler version? I got you. NLT. NLT, yes. Let I me get you an LT. Oh, yeah, she actually has an LT. Yes. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 2, 26 uh, to 28. I got it here. As the thief is ashamed when he's found, so is the house of Israel ashamed. They, their kings, their princes, their priests, and their prophets, saying to us, talk, thou art my father. And I know, that's still KJV. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Please what look Bible for are you reading? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard the thou, and I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was reading Israel, I was like, I think, but then he said, I'm like, wait, like, no, you got it? Yes. Okay. Uh, Israel is like a thief mm. who feels shame only when he gets caught. Before getting caught, you're good. Uh-huh. They are kings, they are officials, they are priests, they are prophets. All are like in this. To an image carved from a piece of a wood, mm. they say, this is an image mm, that is human made, yeah. and they're saying to that image, you are my father. To an idol, chosen from the block of the stone, they say, you are my mother. What? They turn their backs on me, but in, in times, times of trouble, trouble. <laughs> they cry out to me, come oh. and save us. 
but why not call on these gods you have made? Oh, when wow. trouble comes, let them save you. I need you a highlighter. If they can. I have a highlighter for you. But then, I'm sorry, God of Old Testament was petty. <laughs> for you have many gods at their town in Judas. Mm. So, um, whenever you talk about idol, idol is an anything that can take place of God mm. in your life. Mm-hmm. And then, this is from a that's different levels. <laughs> there are different levels. Anything that can replace God mm. in your life, mm. it can be an idol. From things that God has given you, yeah. some things God will give to you, yeah. and that thing become too big, even replace God. Mm. Some people, it's money that God has blessed oh, yeah, them money with. Too. Absolutely. Some people, it's a spouse that and family that God has blessed them with. Yeah. Some people, it's their job that God has blessed True. them with. True. They can take a place of God into their life. Yeah. But even more, I have seen this to some Christians. Mm. Even their fasting and prayers, they are more important than because God is the God who answers prayers. Yeah. Therefore, whenever we idolize prayers and fasting and think we and have all that we have because yeah. of our prayers and fasting, mm. we are tend to idolize prayers and fasting and replace God. Mm. Because it is God who answers prayers. It's mm. not about us praying. It's about God who answers prayers. Mm. Yes, prayer works. Yes, mm. prayer is important. But it is God who answers that prayer. Mm. So whenever we think or we tend to think, Mm. This is so important. Yeah. It's like this. It's like this. <laughs> Someone, because you're fasting and praying for God, mm-hmm. and God is trying to tell you something, mm-hmm. and you're just saying, God, wait, I'm <laughs> fasting and praying. <laughs> let me finish fasting just and praying. Give me pray. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> give me a let, let me finish fasting and praying. Let me finish my first and prayer. Who are you praying for? <laughs> oh my God. God. Who are you praying for? So it all goes back to obedience. It does. Yes. yes. So it's God. Uh-huh. So the things that we are being disobedient about, these are the things that you're saying could be small gods. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That's interesting to look about it that to look at it that way. Yeah. So whenever there is a something that has a lot of power in your life. Yeah. Too much power than God. Yeah. That can be an idol. Whether you're spiritual, right? Some people <laughs> in their churches, some people are personal. Yeah. Churches, exactly. That's like that's no, a small no. god. It's like, it's, like, it's like this. It's like this, Kami. Let's say God wants you to minister to youth. Yeah. So he has given you that button that came, you're going to minister to youth. Mm. I want to use you to change youth's life. Mm. He's giving you liberations and all that, and you're doing that, and that's very successful. Yeah. And then at some point, God is like, no, I'm going to shift you. You have to minister to elders. And now you're like, no, God, I need Listen, God. let me wait first. Let me do this one first. I know who I am. I know what I'm become. I know this what I'm coming This is who I am. <laughs> yes, you're like... God, wait, this is who I am. I'm good at youth. Mm. But the same God who introduced you to that youth, exactly. he wants to introduce you to another thing. Yeah. But you're resisting God and making your youth ministry as an idol. Absolutely. And then you're stuck there, and you wonder why God has left me. 
Listen, Oh my god. So we called something that something that has to be called something mm. in the place of God mm. we called an idol our father yes this is my work this yes. is this is who I am yes. this is what I, this is this is what I am mm. this is who I am I cannot go there because God has told me to yeah. go there yeah. but this is who I am mm. so this is who I am now God is saying we've made something which has been made of men mm. being God so it's an idol mm, that's crazy because when it, when when Lynn, you mentioned the fact the the issue for me when it comes to disobedience, I think as human beings we disobey a lot. Yeah. Like I think also because like as humans when you get comfortable. Yes. It's really hard to be. Like open maybe to is this what the Holy yeah, Spirit yeah. is telling is telling it's me right really now? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That comfortability just. It's, it gets to you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and and I think for um, I, I just wanted to add that uh, disobedience in in I think it's in Leviticus or is it in Numbers? Um, and it talks about uh, one of the ways that you can f- you can get to feel that you're 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 being disobedient is when I, I told you we spoke about this verse before Lynn um, and I was telling you that it really it reminded me that there's sometimes you keep running away from things that mm-hmm. without even things that yeah, are yeah, yeah, that yeah, are yeah. chasing you know what yeah let me let me try to look uh, look for that verse again I think it's in Leviticus so if it's not in numbers yes offerings and then there was uh, disobedience or obedience okay it's gonna take a minute but you know I'll look for it maybe I'll also um, talk sp- speak about it but it, it, it there was a one of the ways that I think it was it was being it was being uh, it was being written about how not that they wrote how you could notice disobedience but they wrote so when you disobey me these are the curses for disobedience it's that, uh, Deuteronomy 28 oh my god thank you so much yes <laughs> this is why I want I, you know this is why we need Frank here you know Thank you so much. Absolutely, you're reciting the blessings for obedience and then there is curses from the Lord for disobedience, absolutely. And I think the same thing, it's not only in Deuteronomy, it's also in another book before that. Like there's also, yes. So it was actually saying that sometimes you might even be running away from from things even when things are not like running after you. Like you're just, you're literally running mad. Yeah. You're running for imaginary things. There's a guy in the book of, uh, I think in the book of um, Deuteronomy, yeah. I think it has mentioned, the guy is called um, Jethron, Yeshurun, I think. Yeah. The Bible mentioned that that guy was in the desert, God found him in a desert. Mm-hmm. He was alone. And then God picked him from that point. Yeah. He dressed him, he... He gave him everything. He fed him with uh, milk from gods of Bashan and all that. He gave him honey from the rocks and everything. And then the Bible says this guy grew. He became fat and forgot God who was the rock of his salvation. He became I'm fat. I'm sorry, what was his name? Yes. Like you mean Jeshon, in the literal sense? Or Jeshon. Like, they Jeshon, to... Jeshon, something like that. And oh so my word. Are you serious? What, this is, you he think became this is... fat and then did what? Yes, uh, in the book of... Uh, this is the book of... Um, 
Deuteronomy 35. Let me read this. Yes, please. Oh, my word. Ah, let me look for this. You do that. I'm trying to understand. What? Deuteronomy 33? Deuteronomy 33. Or 30? 32, 15 to 21. No, I'm in numbers. I got it. Yes, here you have it. 15 starts there. But then that is what? That is... But Jeshon waxed fat. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but it's for NLT for you, yeah. 15. Yeah. 33, 33, 15. Yes. But Israel soon became fat and unruly. Yes. So this Why does it say Israel this, this way? Is, uh, NKGV. NKGV is better. It's better. What? NKGV. Um, <laughs> Jeshon grew fat yes. and kicked filled with food. They become heavy and slick. They abandoned God who made them and rejected the rock of their salvation. They made him jealous with their foreign gods and angered him with their deserted idols. They sacrificed to false God, which are not gods, gods they had are not known, gods of recent appeal, God your ancestors did not fear. You deserted the rock of your fathers, Father, the rock, the rock who fathered you, you forgot God who gave you birth. The Lord saw this and rejected them because yeah. he was angered by his sons and daughters. Let me start from verse uh, where God found them. Yeah. Ha, from verse um, 20. Oh, where God found them. 10. In the desert land, he found him. In a barren and howling west, he shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his, of his eye. eye. Like an hmm. angel that tear up its nest, he hoped over his, its young, that spread its wing to catch them and carry them loved. The Lord alone led him. No foreign god was with him. He made him ride on heights of the land and fed him with fruits of the field. He nourished him with honey from the rock and with oil and flinty crag, with crud and milk from herd of flock. You know, I know why now I didn't, I didn't remember this. This was the first song ever recorded in the book of Bible. Yes. This was Moses' song to God yes. about God's mercy and vengeance. Yes. Oh my word. And with fatted lamb and goats, with choices of ram of Bashan, and the finest meal of wheat. You drank. Is this like about people now? Yeah. Oh. You drank form of blood of grape. Jeshurun grew fat and kicked with food. They become heavy and slick. <laughs> no, whenever I see my fellow foodie, I'll look at them like they're Jeshurun. I'm sorry. They abandoned God who made them and rejected their rock of death. So this is happening in yeah. life. Our yeah. blessings usually turn into something else. Absolutely. That's why you wonder why some people God delayed to bless them. Yeah. Their blessing will turn to their ruins because... You wonder, this was the guy who was alone in the desert. <laughs> and God was like, okay, I'm coming to save you. He gave him almost everything. And when this man was having everything, he forgot about God. That's how I did. You find someone praying so hard to get a job. And once yeah, they get a job, they, they are like, then they completely I'm so forget. I'm so busy, I cannot even pray. 
into that level. Yeah. God bless you something, and then the same thing that God has blessed you with mm-hmm. turn to become something else. You value that more than, than the God, the God who. While God can even take that away immediately and give, and even give you something better than that. Yeah. But you're like, no, no, God. It's like yeah, that, it's that image. Yes. 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 Child with the teddy bear. Yes. You yeah. got it. Exactly. You got it. Absolutely, yeah. you got yeah. it. So, that image of the teddy. Absolutely, the teddy bear. So that's how I does. All right. Um, thank you so much, guys. I think this is it for today for episode one. And and I'm guessing the last thing that I can say about this episode is that if you want anybody to take one thing from what loving God is, what would it be? Hmm. Obedience. Obedience. Yeah, obedience <laughs> Thank you so much. And Lynn? Obedience, same. Obedience, same. <laughs> okay, I, at this point, I can't go far from that. It you is know, obedience. It's literally it's about obedience. It and discipline. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much, guys. And um, that's it for our first episode. Please do reach out to us if you have any comments and feedback about the session or about something that one of us might have said and you felt like you related to or disagreed with. You can find us on Instagram at KingdomLivingTZ and we truly hope that this fills your Christian cup as it does fill ours.